Welcome to the Course in Miracles podcast. Before the ayahuasca, before the... Lesson 79, let me recognize the problem so it can be solved. And boy, did I have a heck of a time yesterday with the um, let miracles replace all grievances and that prayer that said, let me behold my Savior in this one you have appointed as the one for me to ask to lead me to the holy light in which he stands, that I, that I may join with him. I had a really just cool experience with that one. I, I, I really allowed myself to get, you know, hateful, hateful towards that person before I moved on to the forgiveness. And I started to, it's a, my former landlord who I've mentioned before. It was actually the entire dysfunctional dynamic of, of where I, I had been previously living. So it was the next door neighbors, these two women who live next door, their three dogs, the landlords who I lived on the other side of the wall from, and then the other woman, trans woman, who lived on the same property as me. So we had the same landlord. And it was great because the, the landlords lied to me about the dogs barking next door before I moved in when I asked them very specifically about uh, dog noise in the neighborhood at night. They lied about the fact that there were three very loud, noisy dogs right outside my bedroom window that would be barking very literally uh, 24 hours a day at times. And then there were the two women who owned the three dogs. And then there's the woman who I lived on the, the same property with. We had the same landlord, the trans woman. And she hit my car and caused $2,200 damage and wouldn't pay for it. You know, So there was that. Refused. Basically stubbornly refused to pay for my car that she ran into. And, you know, there are all sorts of, I mean, there's right there, those, that's one, two, three dogs, two women who own the dogs, two landlords, and this other woman. So that's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, that's, that's eight beings total. That's eight beings I could harbor hatred and resentment towards, or eight beings I could see the light of God in, or the face of Christ in, or the Holy Spirit in, or people whose be beings, rather. The Course of Miracles does make reference to all living things at, at one point in the text, I believe. But here's eight living things, sentient things, that I could either hate or forgive hate or forgive. And so it's said at the beginning of that that lesson that you're always either choo choosing between a miracle or a grievance. And I, I let myself just feel all of the feelings associated with it, the lies, the inconsideration, the stealing, the flat out stealing as the result of this person not paying for what they broke. I let myself really feel into it. And then I allowed myself to release it. And it was beautiful. And that's the, 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 the humbling thing here, or one of the things that I find interesting about this is that they will never know. So they don't know, like, I'm not going to go out of my way to, I guess, virtue signal, you might call it. Like, just so you guys know, I was going to condemn you, but instead I decided to apply the 
Course in Miracles principles and grant you the forgiveness that you are not even really deserving of. So I, I, you, you can't even go there. I've heard it said that uh, if you want to, I've heard it say, said in the, in the recovery rooms that if you want to learn what humility is, do something nice for someone and don't tell anybody about it or do something nice and don't tell anyone about it. So these eight beings, these three terrible dogs and these two, their two awful neighbors and my two liar landlords and this other woman, they'll never know unless they're tuning into the, in, into the Course in Miracles podcast. You all, of course, will know, but I'm only telling the story as a demonstration, not to, um, not, not to you know, build myself up or to, uh, as a braggart or anything like that. So that was my experience with Course uh, Lesson 78, Let Miracles Replace All Grievances. And now there's actually a a review period coming up here in lesson 81. So I didn't think that the second review happened so quickly, but we're going to get through these next two lessons and then there'll be kind of a, a, a chilled out kind of review session. If you've been keeping up the entire time, thank you, thank you, thank you. Amazing work. Again, I hope you're starting to have an experience of the Holy Spirit working through you. I hope you're having, uh, starting to have an experience of the miraculous power of thought and what this what this thought system is capable of. So maybe you're not, maybe you're doing it every day and you're not really feeling anything and that's fine too. You know, the best, the, the, the best thing that you can do is just show up and do your best. So thanks again. And again, the, the download numbers, the, the number of listeners just keeps going up and up and up slowly but surely. So I'm grateful to every single one of you. So without further ado, lesson 79, let me recognize the problem so it can be solved. A problem cannot be solved if you do not know what it is. Even if it is really solved already, you will still have the problem because you will not recognize that it has been solved. This is the situation of the world. The problem of separation, which is really the only problem, has already been solved. Yet the solution is not recognized because the problem is not Recognize. So that's some of that sort of Course in Miracles word soup that I'm not going to uh, dissect or worry too much about dissecting. I encourage you, however, to take it on yourself. Everyone in the world seems to have his own special problems. They are all the same and must be recognized as, if, as one if the one solution that solves them all is to be accepted. I'm going to read that again. Yet they are all the same and must be recognized as one if the one solution that solves them all is to be accepted. Recognized as one if the one solution that solves them all is to be accepted. Who can see that a problem has been solved if he thinks the problem is something else? Even if he, get, even if he is given the answer, he cannot see its relevance. So... You think you have a problem with money. You think you have a problem with men or women. You think you have a problem with uh, addiction. You think you have a problem with being on the internet too much. You think you have a problem with social media. You only have one problem, and that problem is disconnection from source. The problem is separation. That is the position in which you find yourself now. You have the answer the answer being, of course, coming back to God, but you are still uncertain about what the problem is. A long series of different problems seems to confront you, and as one is settled, the next one and the next 
arise. There seems to be no end to them. There is no time in which you feel completely free of problems and at peace. The temptation to regard problems as many is the temptation to keep the problem of separation unsolved. The world seems to present you with a vast number of problems, each requiring a different answer. This perception places you in a position <clears throat> in which your problem solving must be inadequate and failure is inevitable. No one could solve all the problems the world appears to hold. They seem to be on so many levels in such varying forms and with such varied content that they confront you with an impossible solution. Dismay and depression are inevitable as you regard them. Some spring up unexpectedly, just as you think you have resolved the previous ones. Others remain unsolved under a cloud of denial and rise to haunt you from time to time, only to be hidden again, but still unsolved. So one, one of the things that happens in recovery is before, before someone goes into rehab, they, I think I've mentioned this before, before someone goes into rehab, you know, like drug rehabilitation, drug treatment, um, they get really responsible. All of a sudden, they have all they have student lo loans to pay. All of a sudden, their credit card bills pay. Or all of a sudden, their credit card bills matter. All of a sudden, their relationships matter. All of a sudden, getting a job is important. All of a sudden, you know, they have to pay their mortgage, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the only real problem they have is separation from God. Is this, that's what, essentially what the addiction is. It's a separation from source. And when you work the 12 steps, what you are doing is you're handling your one fundamental problem, which is the addiction and the separation from source. And then everything else just works itself out. So that's a, a real life example of how that looks. All this complexity is but a desperate attempt not to recognize the problem and therefore not to let it be resolved. If you could recognize that your only problem is separation, no matter what form it takes, you could accept the answer because you would see its relevance. Perceiving the underlying constancy in all problems that seem to confront you, you would understand that you have the means to solve them all. And you would use the means because you recognize the problem. In our longer practice periods today, we will ask what the problem is and what is the answer to it. We will not assume that we already know. We will try to free our minds of all the many different kinds of problems we think we have. We will try to realize that we have only one problem which we have failed to recognize. We will ask what it is and wait for the answer. We will be told. Then we will ask for the solution to it, and we will be told. The exercises for today will be successful to the extent to which you do not insist on defining the problem. So my problems with money, my problem is with prestige, my money, my problems with not having a partner, my problems with blah, 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 right? So we don't want to define the problem. Perhaps you will not succeed in letting all your preconceived notions go, but that is not necessary. All that is necessary is to entertain some doubt about the reality, <clears throat> excuse me, of your vision of what your problems are. You are trying to recognize that you have been given the answer by recognizing the problem so that the problem and the answer can be brought together and can be at peace. The shorter practice periods for today will not be set by time, but by need. You will see many problems today, each one calling for an answer. 
Our efforts will be directed toward recognizing that there is only one problem and one answer. In this recognition are all problems resolved. In this recognition, there is peace. Be not deceived by the form of problems today. Whenever any difficulty seems to arise, tell yourself quickly, let me recognize this problem so it can be solved. Then try to suspend all judgment about what the problem is. If possible, close your eyes for a moment and ask what it is. You will be heard and you will be answered. So back to that example with the, the drug addict or the alcoholic who all of a sudden has all of these problems that they are suddenly capable or willing to solve now that it's time to check into that recovery meeting or check into that treatment center when that person is very often deluding him or herself. And what we are doing in this exercise is that we were recognizing that all of these petty little problems that our ego invents are in fact not the problem at all. And just think of like the sort of the universal, universal places in life people have problems. It's like romances and finances, right? You could in a lot of ways say that it kind of almost all be, uh, comes down to often those two things. And then there's, of course, uh, addictions of varying sorts. But the, the problems that we have can seem to take on an almost infinite number of uh, expressions or forms when really all that is happening is that we are disconnected from God. And again, as I've said over and over again, the 365 daily lessons of a course in miracles or the course is a structure. The 365 daily lessons of the course are a structure inside of which we practice returning to God, returning to love. And every opportunity that we see, uh, every opportunity uh, that comes up that we view as a problem is an opportunity, or everything that comes up that we view as a problem is an opportunity for us to shift our thinking to that of the, the thinking of the Holy Spirit. And I don't know about you, but I've just been feeling a lot of peace inside. And it's really nice, and it's really refreshing. And, you know, I don't have a lot of money in the bank, but my belly is full. I don't have a lot of money in the bank, but I have two gallons of reverse osmosis drinking water from the natural food market in Encinitas, California. I don't have a lot of money in the bank, but my phone bill's paid. I don't have a lot of money in the bank, but I have a roof, which is a lot more than some can say. And the more that we are able to be grateful for what we have, the more that we are able to catch the downward spiral that our egos uh, try to take us on and just catch that and return to love, uh, the quicker, the, the closer, the quicker we get to God and the closer we get to God. I think that makes sense. Uh, every time someone shows up in our experience who is a seeming adversary to us or a person that we flat out don't like or a person who is behaving in ways that we find inappropriate or a person who may be behaving in ways that are in fact truly despicable, it's an opportunity for us to apply these Course in Miracles lessons and this forgiveness work 
and to step up and take our place in this atonement thing, which is the interlocking chain of forgiveness that will someday return us all to God and will turn earth into heaven. So we will have heaven on earth as soon as everyone has forgiven every other person. As soon as everyone has forgiven everyone for everything, we as a species will return to God. It is really, I'm just watching all, you know, I can get really sucked in to the, the kind of the political stuff. And it's just such a shame that so many people are living so disconnected from God. I've mentioned so many times lately that recently in this podcast that I can come and do these Course in Miracles lessons and find peace. I can go to a recovery gathering and I can hear the truth. I can go to a recovery gathering and hear people talk about how their God, their God of their understanding, there's really only one God, but the God of their understanding is working in their life. And it's the most amazing thing to see people salvage their lives from the infinite wreckage that has become of them and return to God. And so very often, anyone who really achieves this state of, uh, who, who, who gets the, the gift of long-term sobriety has really just recognized that they have just one problem, and that's the only problem that they need to solve. They need to, they need to, solve, to solve the problem of being disconnected from God. So thanks again, Course in Miracles, Lesson 79. Let me recognize the problem so it can be solved. Go out and have an amazing day. It's actually my birthday today, so shoot me, shoot me some birthday love. Okay, talk to you soon. Bye-bye. God song, one, two, three, four. Before the ayahuasca, before the clear blue skies, and before the great awakening, there were demons disguised as angels in shiny foily packets containing China heroin. The cheapest vodka bottles, the filthy escapades, my morning hustle on the train. And the angels watching over me, the God that I could never see as I wandered alone through city streets. And the whores, the whores, the whores were my friends. The hookers and the junkies and the other deviants. They beat me to submission till I cast aside my demons and that's when it came.
Surrender 